Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Offensive or not offensive, Tiggy? So obviously I've already uh, apologized for calling Ranger fans fat yesterday. I shouldn't have done that. Tommy Lugauer is going up to people around the radio station and saying to them, Evan needs to apologize to you. Why? Because they're fat? Yeah, so he's implying that they're (laughs) fat. And he just did it to Dove Kramer. Well, I'm not implying I'm letting him know he's fat, but I'm saying I have to make amends for your mistake. I'm cleaning up your mess, so I'm going around to the fat people. You're making it worse. Thank you. (laughs) You're making it worse. No, I'm not. Evan is the one that brought this to light about the fat people, so I'm going around to the fat ranger fans. specifically about the egos. He was talking about the egos. But it got misinterpreted. But, okay, but that, the post misinterpreted it. So let the post misinterpret And also, it. you can't go up to somebody like Dove Kramer, hello, SNY. No, 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 no. And don't say do to Dove, hey, Dove, Evan needs to apologize to you. And, and then Dove Dove's says, like, why? Why? And Lugie's like, because you're fat and Evan insulted fat people. I didn't call Dove fat. You did. I, it wasn't just Dove. It was Anthony Gallo. What are you simply, calling Gallo ju- fat, too? I'm just simply cleaning up the Gallo's mistake. Gallo's not fat. He's just big boned. Sure. I'm just cleaning up the mistake that you made, my friend. As usual, by the way. I've been doing that for the last five yeah, years. but you're not cleaning up a mistake. You're calling people fat, which is mean. No, no, no. I'm just pointing out to the uh, larger people here that, oh hey, Evan is on this basically crusade of calling people fat. Has he apologized to you? And by the way, Dove said, no, he hasn't. I go, well, I'll make sure he doesn't. And you know what so Dove said to me? What? Dove called me over and said, I'm so deeply offended by Tommy Lugauer. Right. I said, why? And he said, because he called me fat. <laughs> so you're now calling people Mean names. No, I didn't call anybody. No, you're like the New York Post. You're misinterpreting my mission here. Fat, fat, fat. Are you believing and reading everything in the New York Post? Yeah, why? Do you believe everything you read? You don't think Travis Kelty dropped fifteen k on a Valentine's Day gift? <laughs> what the hell's you telling me it's uh, hyperbole in the post? That's a, that's a cheap ring. Is that clickbait? That's a cheap ring. I was going to say he got away scot free yeah, on that did. one. Holy crap! That's what it said. That was the article. Fifteen k, thirteen k. Yeah, but in fairness, fifteen k on a Valentine's Day gift, yes. not a, an engagement gift. I mean, but aren't they getting married? Well, that's the rumor from I mean, some other. Should there be another zero there? So he's got to go a buck fifty. I mean. Does he not? I think the rule of an engagement ring, I remember reading this when I was proposing, yeah, like is that some it's, of your salary. Yeah, it's some portion of your salary. Now, I forget. No. Our salaries aren't public, luckily, but Travis Kelsey, like, we know what he makes. All you got to do is Google it. Right. What's Travis Kelsey making? $10 million a year? Is that a fair estimate? Uh, well, they are the two highest paid. They are the highest paid quarterback and and tight end. Yeah, but I'm taking Pat out of this. Pat's not <laughs> you know, buying. You know, I'm just saying, to this. they're the highest paid quarterback and tight end in NFL history. That's fine, but what is Travis Kelsey? Travis mean? Kelsey signed a four-year, 57 and a, and a quarter million dollar deal. So in 2023, 
he was paid $10 million. So I was right about the $10 million million in cash. All right, $11 million. Now, if you Google what should you spend on an engagement ring, isn't it like three paychecks or something like that? Yeah. So how many paychecks do you get as an NFL player, former NFL player? Uh, well, now you get 18. You get 18. So let's do 11 million. <laughs> one, two, three, one, two, three, 11 million divided by 18. By the way, this is disrespectful. That's that we're going through what Travis Kelsey needs to pay. And $11,000 right. times three. So it's like 1.2 million. He needs to spend 1.8 million dollars. Damn, 1.8 million for a ring. 1.8. I missed a zero. I put one zero on, and he's be another one. Damn. <laughs> Anyhow, let me get to some baseball stuff because it is fascinating that it is February 20th, and we still remain with the Boris Five being free agents. And the Boris Five I'm referring to are Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, J.D. Martinez, mm-hmm. and Blake Snell. Most people leave out J.D. Martinez, and it's just the four. I include him only because I want him as a yeah. Met fan, so <laughs> I include him on the list. But Blake Snell, obviously coming off a Cy Young year, has created kind of this interest amongst Yankee fans over the last week or so that, hey, maybe his price will fall enough for him to be a New York Yankee. But it's not going to fall. Well, there's two things here. I don't think it will fall, but also even if it does fall, he will not be a New York Yankee, and I will tell you why. Why? Okay? It is very simple math. The New York Yankees right now are at the Steve Cohen tax. Mm. That's where their payroll resides. So what does that mean for anybody listening at home? What that means is anybody they sign, they not only have to pay, but then they have to pay 110% yes. in tax. So let me put this in perspective because one of the thoughts that some Yankee fans has had is, well, maybe Blake Snell's price comes down and you can get him on a short-term deal that pays him a lot of money. That's not exactly what Hal wants to do. That actually makes it worse. It makes it worse. Because if you sign Blake Snell, let's just say to a one-year deal. And I agree. I don't think that'll happen, which I'll explain in a few minutes. One year, $40 million. That means you have to pay Blake Snell $80 million. Mm-hmm. Or I should say eighty-four. the cost of Blake Snell would be $84 million. 40 to Blake and then 44 in tax. Now, I get it. If you're a Yankee fan out there right now, and God bless you because I would think the same thing. Who cares what Hal Steinbrenner has to pay in tax. Amen. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I felt that way about Joe Psy. I feel that way about Steve Cohen. Hey, we're the customers. We want to win. Who gives a damn about his tax bill? And you're making a lot of money. We just don't know how much, but we know it's a lot of money. 100%. And I think we'd all agree that while the New York Yankees should be a playoff team and the Yankees are a World Series contender, the Yankees have questions. Of course. Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery or any starting pitcher you add would lessen the amount of questions you have. Doesn't mean you're a lock to win the World Series. Doesn't even necessarily mean you're the favorites. But what it does do is it makes you better. So I get. I'm not arguing with the Yankee fan who says, go get me Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery. I totally get why you want them. It makes you better. But let's have an intellectual conversation. Is Hal Steinbrenner paying $84 million a year for Blake Snell? No, he is not. Bingo. No, not then you're for not a year. signing him. No, you're not signing him, and you're not probably not signing any of these other guys because of what you're talking about. Yes, Scott Boris might be willing to accept a shorter term deal, but he's not signing any of these guys, four or five of them, whatever you want to consider, for less than what their value is. That's just what he does. Right. Like, we're into March now. Some general managers, like, you can't talk about these guys openly because you're not allowed to. So you can only allude to what you would do. 
a lot of people are saying this is disruptive. Like, it just doesn't make sense to bring that guy in now into camp. If we would have had uh, interest in that player, whichever one of these five you're talking about, we've had three months to have conversations with them. Yeah, but Sahidi said so, that the other day, and I don't right. buy that. I think well, that's just his way of trying to true, diminish. Though. But And think about, think about, it's really more about the players. Like, who's willing to spend all that money? There's a couple of players. The Giants, mm-hmm. right? Maybe. The Dodgers, but they've... They've been exorbitant. I can't yeah. imagine that they're going to do anything else. I think they're out. I think it's the Blue Jays, the Cubs, the Angels, teams like that. Yeah. But I don't think it's the, the Rangers Yankees. aren't. The Padres aren't. Right. These are the teams that did it in the last couple of years. So there's just not a lot of teams. But I don't, and I don't think it's the Yankees because, and trust me, I say this with respect, I hope for Yankee fans' sake I'm wrong because I think it's awesome. And it doesn't matter the team I root for. I mm-hmm. take my fandom aside here. I think it's awesome when an owner says – Tax be damned. Yeah. I want to win. So if it came out tomorrow that I am wrong with what I'm saying, and trust me, I'm not going to be wrong, but let's just say I am, (laughs) and the Yankees signed Blake Snell to some kind of mega contract, whether it's long-term or short-term, either way, they got to pay that tax. I would commend Hal Steinbrenner. I'd come out here and say, wow, Yankee fans, boy, there's been a lot of harsh things said about Hal, but boy, he came to the table here. He really is going all in. But I have a tough time believing that he's going to spend on one player – Double the amount of money because that's the cost. Yeah, like it, even it doesn't they, make sense. Even if they let's say hypothetically said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to simultaneously trade Glaber Torres. Right? Hear me out on this. Mm. Glaber makes twelve million dollars. Let's save the money. We're not going to resign him anyway. We believe in Peraza. We're going right. to trade him. We're going to save the twelve million dollars, and now we're going to go out and sign Blake Snell. He's still giving Blake Snell thirty-five million dollars a year, <laughs> which know. means it's twenty-three million dollars, which means it's really forty-eight million dollars. So follow logic here. That's what I would tell Yankee fans, and that's what I'm trying to do as a baseball fan. Follow the logic. Are they really in on any of these guys? Is Hal Steinbrenner really going to spend double the amount of money? Yeah, but I think at this point it's just it's wishful thinking because they're still available. It's, it's not because you're right. Like your analysis of this is correct. It just doesn't financially make sense. Tax-wise, CBT, it doesn't make sense, but they're available. Like, they have to go somewhere. Right. And there's only three or four options of teams that even have a close to the willingness to spend that kind of money. Yes. And so it's it's wishful thinking because it now changes your mindset about we, have, we haven't done enough. Right? We haven't done enough Mets or Yankees or whatever fan, fan base you're talking about, but specifically here in New York. We haven't done enough. But if we get one of these guys, we'll have done a little bit more, yes. and that gives us a chance to win. Now, even if it doesn't make much sense. N- n- well, here's where I agree and differ on this. So I gave you the common sense reason why there's no chance he's going to be a Yankee. But now as a baseball fan, mm-hmm. analyzing where the Yankees are at and understanding the New York Yankees make a crap ton of money, and they're very, very close. The Yankees are close. Right now on February 20th, would I pick the Yankees to win the division? I'd pick them to win 95 games. Mm-hmm. I'd put them right there with Baltimore, who's already got an injury issue yeah. in their rotation. I would pick them to be a really good team, which means if I'm a really good team and I got Aaron Judge in his prime and I got Garrett Cole in his prime and I got one Soto for one year, maybe more, but possibly only one year, more on that later as we're going to analyze what Juan Soto said yesterday and Tiki will tell us if he has any interest in staying long-term, mm-hmm. then I go all in. And by going all in... That's a financial commitment. Yeah. And what I would say to Hal if he's listening, I know this might not be the right messenger, (laughs) go all in. 
If you could get Blake Snell on a short-term big money deal, and yes, it's an exorbitant tax bill. I yeah. completely agree. But you know what? These opportunities don't always come around. Right, we're in it to win it. Right. So but if you're in it to win it's it, kinda, it's kind of your yeah. philosophy with the Mets. It's just one-year deals. Get one-year deals. This has to be the same thing for the Yankees at this point. If you can do it on a one-year deal, the question is, is Blake Snell and or Scott Boris willing to accept, accept that? No. It kicks the can down no. the road. It makes no sense for him to take a one-year deal because he's coming off the freaking Cy Young. Right. Like, what is he going to do this year to enhance his value? And by the way, here's the the, the fight between long-term deal and short-term deal. And I'm talking strictly from a Yankee perspective. Way, this could work for Montgomery. Yeah. But not for Snell. Jordan Montgomery on a short-term deal? Yes. It could. I think there's more of a possibility that Montgomery has another big year and then cashes out next year, even though he's getting a little bit older. I think with Blake Snell, look at his track record. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's a risk attached to him. Of course. Which is why I've never been interested in giving him a long-term deal. Now, if the Yankees got him on a long-term deal, here's the positive and negative. The positive is the tax bill this year is a little bit lower because what he's making per year is less. Yeah. The negative is... You're making kind of a risk with Blake Snell for the next five, six years. Yeah. Where you don't know what you're getting. But I look at this as this year. How can the Yankees get from where I think they are, which is a really good team that's in the mix, to being a championship-caliber team? Now, here's what Scott Boris is doing real quick, and I think it's actually smart. I'll defend this guy. And by the way, Scott Boris has all of us by the you-know-whats. All of us. Mm -hmm. Because not only does he control the remaining five free agents that Yankee fans are interested in, he also controls Juan Soto and Pete Alonso. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk about a guy that's got us by the you-know-whats? Scott Boris is our king. Right. We should all bow down to Scott Boris. He's the real king right now because he runs everything. You want Juan Soto back, Yankee fans? Scott Boris controls it. Hey, Met fans, hi, me included. We want Pete Alonso back? Scott Boris controls it. Mm -hmm. Can you get Scott Boris on the show, Luke, by the way? Right. Uh, Would we just beg him? No, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no, no problem. No 1-800-SCOTT-BORIS. Can, can you get him on the air, Tiki, since you get every guest we know, ever get? I don't know if I know him. You got to track him down. I'll try to track him Why don't down. you flirt with him? Like, I know you have an agent right now, but just flirt with Scott. <laughs> just flirt with him. <laughs> he doesn't do media. Oh, really? I don't he know. just does, does high-priced yeah. baseball plays? He's working on his dopey puns that he does. <laughs> <laughs> but here's why Scott, I think, is smart. Hear me out on this. Guys are about to get hurt, and I hate saying that. Mm. I really, really hate saying that, but guys are about to get hurt. We've already seen in Baltimore. Yeah, Guys get hurt, and when guys get hurt, and I don't want to use specific names of hypothetical injuries because that makes me feel bad, but let's say a hypothetical starting pitcher on the San Francisco Giants gets hurt. You don't think that changes that phone call you make to Scott Boris? Of course. And that's why Scott with the pitching can wait. Because he's got that little smirk on his face, mm-hmm. knowing I may get a team desperate. Yeah. All I need is my normal spring training injuries to crop up. Like, right. And Ace has a UCL yeah. every year. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. You don't think that causes teams to say, oh, crap, let's get Scott on the line. He's got Blake Snell and Jordan <laughs> Montgomery. Well, it, those teams that are going for it, yes. Not that everyone's not at this point thinking they can go for it. But there are certain teams that are they're geared. They're going for whatever playoff extensions and runs that they're looking at. And if they lose their ace or someone close to it, they'll make a deal. Yes. They have to. I would so guarantee something else mm-hmm. uh, on my face if Blake Snell signs with the Yankees because I'm confident he won't because of everything I laid out. But I've already grown a beard, mm-hmm. and I'm already growing hair. So I got nothing left. Right. Unless if Blake Snell signs with the Yankees, I shave my beard. Does that work? <laughs> no. 
Why? No. Oh, because it's the opposite. I got it backwards. Because exactly. I'm saying there's no chance he signs right. with the Yankees. Exactly. Crap. You should have that... taken a different stance. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Rob in Greenlawn. What's up, Rob? Hey, guys. Great job. Um, all this Snell money is it's just making me want to throw up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to ask you, Evan. I've always wanted to ask you this question. Um, with the way that starting pitching is going, with you know even the top guys only throwing 180 to 200 innings, do you ever see a day where things flip flop and we make the, these starting pitchers come in and like the, the I'd rather, if a guy's only going to throw five or six innings, right. I'd rather him throw three to nine or four to nine than one to six. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, so like they're long, the like they're closers, get... basically. Yeah. It's like they're right. the closer exactly. the closer changes. If your best pitcher is your ace starting pitcher, why wouldn't you want them pitching in the eighth or ninth inning? I get your point. Here's the counter to that, Rob. Huh. The counter is what if you use an opener, which is essentially what you're saying. Yeah, you and flip that... the closer, make him the opener. Right. And he gives up five runs in the first inning. <laughs> like you've just you just screwed yourself. And then you put your best pitcher on the mound. Like imagine it with the Yankees, since the Yankees have a true closer. Yeah. You start a game with Clay Holmes and Jonathan Lewisaga, and you're down six nothing before you hand the baseball to Garrett Cole. And then there's no point to hand the baseball to Garrett Cole. <laughs> yeah. It is a thought, by the way, that he laid out that I have had through my mind many times now with starting pitchers not going deeper in a game. It's like why not use them innings three through nine instead of one through three? The other thing is, is the starting pitcher going to start to become devalued like the running back? We've talked about running backs yep. today and their value. And I think what we're seeing right now is that because there are so few good starting pitchers, they get paid more. Mm-hmm. So it goes the other way. Yeah, it's like it's like quarterbacks. right? If you have a quarterback that's a top-end quarterback, he's going to make $55 million a year, mm. period. And next year it's going to be $60 million a year because the cap went up. So... There are not a ton of them. There aren't 32 elite starting quarterbacks in the NFL. It's not even close. Maybe there's 15. But that's a lot more than elite starting pitchers because how many True. legitimate elite aces are there in Major League Baseball right now? I'd say it's five or less. Yeah. It's a very small yeah. number. Yeah. And no, what right. happens sometimes is a guy becomes one, like Walker Bueller or Sandy Alcantara, and then they get hurt and they're not one. Or they're Jacob DeGrom. Right. And they get hurt. Like, injuries just continue to make the turnover. That's why, imagine this world, Yankee fans. Luckily, you don't have to imagine this. Garrett Cole was a free agent right now. Right now. He would get like $60 million a year. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Jeez. I'm trying to think about it in the NFL now. There might not be 15. There might be like seven or eight. You talking about quarterbacks? Yeah. Yeah, but you know what the difference is? There's only 32 starting spots yeah, right, available. Right. It's not 60-something. Right. There's 150 in right, baseball. Right. But, I mean, there's two. Let's say you take the top two. There's at least 60. Yeah. So it's different. Let's go to Mike in New Jersey. You're on the fan, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, about the Blake Snell, why don't they defer the money? Well, they'd have to like give him a long-term deal. they did lo- with Otani. Yeah, they'd have to give him a long-term deal. But even in the case of Otani. No, no, no. no but, the, but, but then you don't have to pay the, uh, the, the luxury tax thing, no? You do because, like, in Otani's case. But you do at the end. It, it makes it so much worse. No, no, but his CBT this year is like $45 million. Like, people forget that about Shohei Otani. Not to get in the weeds on this, but even though he's only making $2 million this year, his competitive balance tax, which is used, is what we're talking about, yeah. is $45 million. So even if you deferred it, you can bring the number down. Don't get me wrong. Like, right. you can make that number we just described for Snell lower. It's still not going to be like a million dollars. So the Yankees are in this weird spot. And this is where I understand the Yankee fan who says, come on, Hal, just pay the stupid tax. Yeah, I just think... And you're more of a businessman than I am. 
Would any businessman pay eighty million dollars for Blake Snell? No, no, because you don't. You're not going to get the return that you're expecting. Like it's diminishing at this point. Like you could get a Cy Young year, but you also could get, I don't know, five missed starts because of injury or or what or what or just bad performance, right? Or big stage. Instead of walking ninety nine batters, he walks one hundred and thirty. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this Cy Young winner becomes a liability, and you can't get rid of him. You're right. stuck. So it's just it's a it's risky. He's a risky signing, even on a one year deal. But you're paying that premium on a one year deal, which again doesn't bother me or any Yankee fan you know, as a fan. But no owner is going to spend eighty right. million dollars. Rather sign him to a longer term deal than a one year deal. Yes and no. The yes is that tax in the short term isn't that high. Yeah. But the negative is. I don't think it's worthy of worrying about now because you have a full year of Juan Soto, but a year from now he becomes a free agent, and Juan Soto is going to get a mega contract, a mega, mega, mega contract. He's going to make $45, $50 million a year. And so now if you sign Blake Snell to a long-term deal and you're paying him $35 million a year. That's the other side of it. You You have to prepare for costs. Of goods sold, the cogs, you got to prepare for that a year before you have to spend them. Yeah. And next year, you have to assume that you're going to compete for Juan Soto. Here's the the issue. I think the Yankees overall, if you ask me as a baseball fan, had a pretty good offseason. They went out and added the best offensive player in baseball. Okay? That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. When you start right there, it's tough to say it was a bad offseason no. when you added Juan Soto. Right. You got some other pieces. It's, it's, you're, you're, you feel fine. But I think there are many Yankee fans that feel while it was very good, it wasn't enough. Yeah. And what adds to that is some of the it wasn't enough pieces are sitting right there. And it makes it difficult. Because Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell would take the Yankees from a really good team to an even better team. Mm-hmm. The problem is... And this should not be ignored. The cost of either guy is insane. What's the number? Because of the tax. What's the yeah, true. But what's what's Montgomery going to be? I think he's going to make thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, so it's it's not that far different. It's not. And, and, And here's the other thing. I stand by the fact that Scott Boris always wins. You know, Scott Boris always wins. We like to rip him. Mm. We like to complain about him. And today we like to mock him and say, oh, look at the Boris Five. They're still out there. Yeah, but J.D. might not might not get a deal so easily. He's going to get – Matt Chapman might not get a deal so easily. You don't think so? Well, he's 39 years old. Who, J.D. Martinez? He no, was no, only no, getting no, a no. one-year deal. No, 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 no. Chapman. Well, Matt Chapman ain't 39. He's younger. He's 30. He's a younger guy. And he's probably going to get what he was asking for. Like, that's the thing. At the end of the day – I still believe all of these guys will oh, I'm end up. Of, I'm thinking. Of, uh, never mind. Go ahead. I think all these guys end up getting close to what they were asking for. Right. Because that's what Scott Boris does. Look at his history. Look at the other guys who haven't signed till the middle of March or early March or late February. He usually but why gets it have right. They not signed because they're waiting for the deal that they want. <laughs> but they're not. They clearly aren't going to get it. You'll see. I think they will. But it's it's that's it's, the difference. But I think they will. Point. Yeah. Aren't teams rosters? Kind of set. Not really. Like, you kind of have an idea of what you're looking to do. They're lying to you. Like, literally. That Giants team president, and I, I always mess up his last name, so I apologize to Hiri. He went on this whole rant. You were quoting him right. before about, well, we already got our guys. It's tough to, like, mess with that. Well, he's it is, lying. but they also don't want to spend the money. But no, no. He's negotiating through the media. Of course. So Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't want to spend the money. Right. And but so, he, he still may sign one of these guys. I don't know, man. It's just we we've, we've seen the the cautious tale 
of the Padres who really tried. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted to, we're going to take the West. We're going to do it by spending money. We're going to make prudent trades. We're going to yada, yada, yada. They were stupid, the Padres. They didn't build but, their but, team the right way. Why'd they give Xander Bogarts a billion dollars and then move him to a different position? I, I, I don't know. Because they're stupid. No, I'm telling <laughs> you, because right. they're dumb. But did you think that Xander Bogarts was a terrible signing? No, well, no. I think the way they built their baseball team was stupid. It's a proof that just because you have a lot of money, and I think the Mets have certainly shown that yeah. the last couple of years, doesn't mean you're automatically going to win. Like You have to build your team the right way. And I don't think the Padres did, quite frankly. Not my problem. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm giving you an observation. I just think that it's it's easier said than done to spend other people's money. It's easy to spend someone else's $40 million. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Or whatever it is per year for one of these guys. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Scott Boris holds the cards because he just sits. He's not. These guys aren't going to him and saying, hey, Scott, I'm getting nervous. Hey, Scott, you know, spring training's already is about to start. Hey, Scott, I want to be in camp. He, they're not saying that. No, I know. They're just kind of like, just, I, I trust you with my life. Yes. And it sometimes that works. <laughs> oh, actually, 90% of the time that works. 10% you get Michael Conforto, right? So it's just, it's one of those things that as a, as a player, I would have trouble with it. But, well, at the end of the day, you get paid. Even if you have to wait a while. Until you get paid. Until you get paid. All I know is we're going to be sitting here on February 20th, 2025, mm. thinking about where's Pete going to go? Pete Alonso. Scott way, Morris you, is going to make us wait on Pete Alonso. You're, you're going to be in this exact spot. No, I know. Because he's not signing anywhere. The first guy that Scott Boris is going to have signed next year is Juan Soto. That will get done in a decent amount of time because he sets the trend of next year's free agency. He is far and away the best player available. Yes. And whether it's re-signing now, with the Yankees. Now, do you think that gets done quickly or or it's going to take time? Uh, I wouldn't say because quickly, it's, but it's it a, won't happen in February. I can tell you that right now. It's a humongous number. Yeah, but I think Scott, everybody wants him. Scott puts his you-know-what's on the table, says, all right, 
bidding on Juan Soto begins, and okay. there's no hesitation. Yeah. And then he gets the highest bid, and that will start the offseason. So we won't be here next year at this time waiting on Juan Soto. I think that will mm. kind of kick off the offseason, similarly to the way Otani yeah. kicked off this offseason. But doesn't it eliminate its teams immediately? Like that's I think that's also what we're dealing with, is that teams got eliminated, or at least the Dodgers did, got eliminated because they spent so much money. On two players. Yeah, but he's the one guy everybody's going to want. He's the best player in baseball. One of the best players no, in baseball. No, I'm talking about for this season. This this season. Mm-hmm. And then the Padres were out of it. The Giants, who knows what they're actually thinking. The Yankees and the, the Mets are, I mean, they seriously feel like they're just resetting. Right. Like, at least monetarily. Not like the whole team, but you know what I mean. They're just like re-looking at their money situation. The Yankees have been non-committal on big, big numbers for a while, except for Judge. And so, I, I just... He's sitting right now with five players mm-hmm. that want top dollar. Yes. And there's nowhere for them to go for top dollar. Right now there's nowhere, but they will end up somewhere. And they'll probably get close to what they're asking for. We'll see. Write I, it down. I, I don't know. I don't How? Because he ends up always getting it. I know. Just because he always does it doesn't mean that he's going to do it this time. All you need is one especially, owner. Especially because all of these guys have, like, some issue. Like, there's something that's not quite. Perfect. No, I get you. Right? I and get so, you. Whether it's the money or whether it's injury history, whether it's age, whatever it is, there's something that's not quite perfect. Yes. And so it just feels like an overplay, even though I'm probably wrong. Let's go to Kendrick in Suffern, New York. What's up, Kendrick? Hey, guys. You know, I had this very similar conversation during the Lugauer Saturday night with Tommy. Look about at you calling the Lugauer. Yeah, well, you know what, Tommy did a good job. And, nice. And, uh, I appreciated the drop. I got a few texts about that, and, and I, I'm i always listening to the fan. You know nice. That. So, um, you know, Scott Boris is playing chess right now, and Evan, you alluded to it. He's got two guys in the New York market, Pete Alonso and Juan Soto, and he just hit on it. Soto is going to be the first domino to fall next next year during free agency. Yeah. And that puts the Mets in a tough spot because if they go all in for Soto – you push Pete to the side, and once again, you're upsetting your star. And if you, you know, miss on Soto, now you really have to overpay for Pete. So here's something that I've been thinking about as a Mets fan, Evan. I don't know if you love the guy, but I think if you want to play chess with Boris, this is the move. Go look at Bellinger while the price might be low. Huh. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> if you, if you but get do you in, trust him? Play. Kendrick, do you trust Cody Bellinger? He had some, uh, he had yeah, a couple I, I, of bad seasons, and now he rebounded last year. But do you trust that? So, Tiki, I think uh, to answer it is yes, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Okay. When he came on the scene and won Rookie of the Year, you know who won MVP that year? No, remind Cody me. Bellinger. Mm. Cody Bellinger. Last year, they both had really strong seasons. In 2020, that 60-game season, uh, they both you know had a throwaway year. I know right. Bellinger got hurt. Yep. Uh, but the other the other thing is, and I've been looking at the numbers. Bellinger plays eighty five percent of his games. Mm-hmm. Pete, I know, is a is a stud ninety six percent of his games. But I'm confused. Hold on, Kendrick, you got to explain to me what so, is the reasoning for the Mets going so hard he, after Cody Bellinger right now? So here's why: he's yeah. a Boris guy, right? And you scare and you show Pete. You say, "Listen, buddy, Bellinger just came off of a you know an MVP caliber year. I know he's in the top ten of the voting. Yeah, mm-hmm. what more can Pete?" This isn't Judge. This isn't Aaron Judge where he had an injury uh, history and he came off with a historic season. Pete's going to hit 45 home runs. Pete's going to hit 110 RBIs. Pete's going to hit 250s and have an OBP of 340. Nothing's going to change. Probably. Probably. 
No, you're, making, you're making you're making a good older. point. You're making a good point. Well, I don't know how good of a point it is. Like, what is signing Cody Bellinger do? No, no, you no, think no. that's so, going to impress Evan, Pete Alonso? I don't get it. Evan, so the thing is, the only thing that's going to change for Pete from this year to next year is that he's going to be one year older. I agree yeah. with that. That part I agree with you. If you if you get Bellinger eight years, two hundred million. What more could Pete ask for? Maybe eight years, two thirty. You you kind of set uh, the market for what Pete could ask uh, for if Bellinger comes. I, I don't. Year with I I like the creative thinking. I don't think it works that way. I don't think well, paying Cody Bellinger is going to change Boris's ask for Pete Alonso at all. I don't think it changes it at all. Are they not related? I don't think they're related in any way. Well, why not? Because of well, because the, I think the, the consistency of Pete. I think, right. I think, A, Pete's been more consistent, yeah, throughout his career. Like, the height of Cody Bellinger has been incredibly high, but Cody Bellinger, for two, three years, looked like he stunk. Yeah, true. But he I, couldn't be an everyday I, player. He was benched in the postseason. But I also feel like the biggest issue, not that we're, we're talking about the core five, or the the, for Bo- the Boris five, Pete's going to be one next year of that group. Who never, who knows how many it's going to be. But the challenge is going to be, what's his, what's he worth? Like, what's the number? Right? Is, yeah. is is it the first baseman number? I don't, which I don't think it is. No, I don't think or, he's looking or, at that. Or is it the hitter number? Right, which which puts him in the category with say Juan Soto. Mm. But we know Juan Soto is an infinitely better hitter. Yes. Right. So you, you're not going to get anywhere close to the five or six or whatever it's going to be. And he's 31 years old. It it makes it really hard to determine what the correct number is. Well, that's probably why he's getting a free agency. If they can't come even close to a correct number now, that's why he's getting a free agency. But let me give you another example of a guy, and I remember this was the moment. I mean, there's a lot of risk for Pete. I'm just thinking about this out loud. Like if if he has a bad season, and it's just like, oh, yeah, he just didn't look like he didn't look the same. Well, was last year a bad season? No, of course not. He had two seventeen. I know, but he smashed. He had a hundred and what eighteen RBIs and good fifty. That means home Pete runs. Alonso can't have a bad season. What's a bad season <laughs> for Pete Alonso? But what if he hits thirty home runs? Right? What if he misses games because of whatever issue? I understand, but he hasn't done that in his career. I understand. But I know you're but saying he, he has more risk in free agency yes, than I the feel, game. I feel like there's a lot of risk. For him right now. Yeah, I get you, which is a part of why I'd be more aggressive in trying to sign him. But just back to Boris real quick on why I think at the end of the day all these guys are going to get paid. Chris Bryant. Remember Chris Bryant when he got the free agency? Med fans were hoping that they were going to swoop in and sign Chris Bryant as a Scott Boris guy. He signed in the middle of March. Mm. The middle of March. We're talking about a month from now. (laughs) His press conference was at spring training. And he got... Seven years, $182 million, mm-hmm. which was essentially what he wanted. So what Scott Boris reminds everybody, whether you're a Yankee fan, a Met fan, or just a baseball fan in general, is that for the most part, not always, he gets what he wants, even if it takes until the middle of March. That's what he does. I, I get it. I and get so it. in the case of some of his clients right now, Two things with the Yankees. Number one, I don't think you're getting any of these guys on what they call pillow contracts. And B, even if you did, the tax is going to be so high that I have a really tough time believing Hal Steinbrenner would be willing to pay that kind of tax. And if your argument as a Yankee fan is, well, he should, fine, I'm with you. He's a billionaire owner. The Yankees are industry, the U.S. Steel. They, money should never be an object in a win-now season. I don't disagree with you, but I have to call like it is, like I do about any team in this town, including my own. And when it comes to the Yankees, I think it's virtually impossible to imagine a scenario where Hal Steinbrenner pays Blake Snell 
$37 million in salary and another $40 million in tax. He's not spending $75 million on Blake Snell. No way. We'll come back and get your calls, 877-337-6666. A lot going on. Ranger fans are still upset that I rained on their February Stanley Cup parade. The Giants have a big decision to make on Saquon Barkley. And the Yankee fan is realizing there's no shot Blake Snell's a Yankee. I've had a breakthrough with my beard that I've been growing for the last four months out of loyalty to Pete Alonzo. I said I would not shave till Pete Alonzo gets extended by the Mets, which may take me another eight or nine months. But I've hated growing this ferret on my face. But this morning, and I've been doing it throughout the morning and day, hmm. I continue to pet myself. What? And it feels very good. What do you mean pet? Like, like just look, rub it? I'm petting uh, my beard, and it's a little prickly. Like you're thinking. Yeah. Mm. I kind of like it. It feels good. <laughs> it's smooth. It's like you're 13 all over again, Evan. Uh, <laughs> have you started using the beard shampoo and the uh, beard butter? I haven't. I have. Um, I don't think it's beard butter or shampoo, but I've got something I put on my beard, and it makes it a little smoother. But I'm actually starting to like touch it. Yeah. Like touching okay. it is kind of fun. All right. So that's starting to warm me up again, the beard a little bit. Like a teenager again. And your hair looks great today, by the way. No joke. It really does. Whatever you did today, it's working for you. So it was you very spent difficult. Some time. That's what it was. I did spend some time. It was very difficult for this guy to do it, but I really appreciated it. So I'll say it on the air how much it meant to me. Wait, someone else did it? There was a guy. No, no. There was a guy who complimented me today. And I could see as he was complimenting me, he didn't really want to do it, but it came from the bottom of his heart. No, Tiki heard it. And that is, of course, my coworker, your former partner, Brandon Tierney. Mm -hmm. Brandon looks at me, and I think at times he looks at me as like that, you know, that dope he would throw in the locker back in high school. (laughs) Totally. But this was the first time where he looked at me, looked at me up and down like he was checking me out. And he said, Evan, I can't believe I'm saying this. And I'm like, oh, what's going on here? (laughs) I think he wants to hook up. And he says... This is the first time I think I've ever seen you look, dare I say, stylish. <laughs> and I could see it was painful for him to even say. Yes. But BT called it like it is. But he was talking about your hair. He was talking about, I think he was talking about the whole thing. But the whole look. The whole look. And not just bearded, long-haired Evan. His entire history on this planet, yeah, I think BT was yeah, covering. Right? This is the first time I'm ever. I'm telling you, if, ever. That, if that thing gets like down to shirt level. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's really down there. Yeah. It's going to be so badass. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Like, I think I think I'm starting to warm up to it. I'm good. I, I think this is... All you got to do is make sure your wife doesn't kick you out of the I bed. know. That's the issue. I had two moments there that warmed me up to it. Feeling it and how good it feels. And then BT's very kind words. Like, those two things are starting to make me think, you know what? Maybe I got something going on with the beard. By the way, completely unrelated, but... I thought of you, Tiki. Yes. I didn't think of Lugie or Rosie as much, but I thought of you. You and I have something in common. Which is? An appreciation for space. Mm. An appreciation for NASA. Yes. NASA is working on going to Mars. You may have heard. Mm. They are looking for volunteers. No, thank you. I haven't even finished. <laughs> I thought you were a space guy. I am, but what are you doing when you get there? What you can't land on the planet. See, he didn't even let me finish. He doesn't even know what it is. Go ahead. You're not going to the planet. Please tell me. They're looking for volunteers to spend an entire year, one year, living in a simulated version of Mars. Oh, that's boring. So it's a surface mission on a 3D habitat. It's called the Mars Dune Alpha. And basically, you got to grow your own food. Just, okay. That's right. You got to grow your own food. And you've got to live under what would be the conditions of Mars but for you, one year. But you're on Earth. You are on Earth. In a simulation. In a simulation. That if you decide to quit, you could just get out of. I don't know if that works and that And you're way. not actually given the... 
the title of astronaut. Well, here's what I've been told, or at least what I've read, because I'm sort of interested. If I didn't have kids and a wife, I think I would sign up for this. And if the architect promised I could have my job back right, in well, a year, think, well, which is not happening. <laughs> I leave for a year, I'm dead, trust me. I ain't coming back. All right, think about the early astronauts. <laughs> Apollo 8 and 11. Yeah. Like, they had families. This thing could have blown up on the, on the launch Yeah, pad. but I'm not an astronaut. I would just be a volunteer. And they don't reveal how much they pay you, which I know would be a big factor to a lot of us because guys behind the glass like Rosie and Lugie, they don't have kids. Rosie has nobody. Lugie's at least married. Mm. But I could see his wife, who I know, she's a wonderful woman, saying to Tommy, uh, she actually calls him Thomas. 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 Wow, you could bring in that kind of money? Mm. Okay, go away for a year. I'll see you in a year. Well, doesn't, you said volunteer. Yeah. Doesn't that imply no money? No, no, no. It's a volunteer, but they will pay you. So it's a volunteer in that they're not forcing anyone to do it. You're volunteering your services, but they would give you a stipend for your work. But we don't know where this is. I would think it's like Sahara Desert, maybe. Like, it's got to be the Utah Dunes, maybe. Well, I don't know where it is, but you're not outside. Like, you're in a area that is simulating Mars. Oh, so you're in an indoor-like dome. Yeah. But, yeah, because they're simulating right. well, Mars. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Mars does not have an atmosphere. Okay. So... <laughs> You're so there's gonna, no air? So you're going to have to be in a suit. I guess so, yeah. For a year. Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> okay. Why are you laughing like that? You, so you wouldn't do it is what you're saying. I'm just saying. I just I think it would be very uncomfortable and, and smelly <laughs> and not very, I don't know, appealing. The especially at- because you're on Earth. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. I've learned about it, okay? Each mission involves a four-person volunteer crew living and working inside a 1,700-square-foot 3D-printed habitat based at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston. So mm. you're in Houston, but again, you're inside in 1,700-square-foot habitat. The habitat simulates the challenges of a mission to Mars, which includes resource limitations, equipment failures, communication delays, and other environmental stressors, according to NASA. So this is once you're on the planet. This is once you're on this fake planet. The crew tasks include simulated spacewalks, robotic operations, okay, how do you habitat maintenance, how exercise, do you and crop growth. How do you simulate weightlessness? That's their problem. They'll tell me how to do it. I mean, you just can't do it. You can't go up and down, do the parabolic ride in the airplane over and over and over again. So you're not interested in this? No. Million dollars. This sounds ridiculous. Million dollars. No, I have family. Have okay. Kids. Watch this game. Now, now we're going to have some fun. Lugie, $100,000. I'm in. <laughs> $100,000? I was going to say Teak will put you in the Hall of Fame or something, but here's here's the other thing. You would accept $100,000. You go away for a year. $100K for a year? Yeah. yeah. I got to sit here for less. I mean, so number one. That's what one, I'm saying. Right. Number, and, and hang out with you guys. Number one, another thing I read here, you have to be a non-smoker. Yes. So apparently you can't rip a heater on Mars. And number two, Evan, you better hope Aaron Rodgers doesn't see this article because you won't have a quarterback next year. Uh. This guy would love to spend a year in darkness on Mars. <laughs> so you better hope the word doesn't get out to Aaron. But yeah, I would do 100K. You, you <laughs> need to be between the ages of 30 and 55. So they are discriminating okay. against anyone who's too old. I am. Or and anybody young. who's too young. Or too young. 30 to 55, he's right. You cannot be a smoker and you need to be for proficient in English, which I may not be that applied for. Proficient in English? Yeah, I guess speak English well. No, and you oh. have to have a master's in engineering, math, biology. Oh, crap. I was a communication major. Oh, that I did ruined, basket weaving. That ruins the fun. <laughs> but you do it for 100 grand, right? 100K? Absolutely. What would your wife say? Would your wife be okay? You go away for an entire year, you come back with 100 grand. You're married, right? She'd be like, enjoy. My no. wife would not say that. No, she Different didn't. you have kids. We don't We don't even have a hamster. Nah, She'd be like, you could leave. It's not even that. My wife adores me so much. She doesn't want me away ever. Mm. She loves me. Can oh, you yeah. communicate with your loved ones? 
It doesn't sound like you can. No, really? hell no. You, you can't can. send like a carrier pigeon? Right. You can't score You're on Mars. There are no pigeons. You're yeah, but Mars. you're not on Mars. No, but you're, 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 you're on Houston. Mars. Yeah, but guys, you are on Mars because you're trying to simulate it so that when we send people to Mars... That you can't say, well, oh, no, hold on, time out. Oh. Like you're Zach Morris in the middle of a Save by the Bell episode. Time out. Let me go call. You're telling me there's oh. no Wi-Fi on Mars? Come on. <laughs> I think they want a full one-year simulation. I wonder if they, like, mess around with you and they put, like, people in alien suits to walk around there and really try to no mentally. aliens. Why did, why did well, you allow his mic to go? On Mars. I put no this on you, bro. aliens. I put this there on you. There is no life on Mars. Because now you got Tiki in a And do you realize how far a the, the next galaxy is away. Oh my god! And if they came oh, anywhere light years? close to, have you heard? Have you heard? Have you seen the Voyager, Voyager picture? Yeah, of course, love it. Of the pale blue dot. Yeah, they that's would us. not even notice us. Lugie, I hate How your guts for this. How do you know they this. wouldn't notice us? You they la- would, it's just a dot. Now look it's at play, this. It's a pale dot. Listen to this conversation. <laughs> only reason Uh-oh, saw it's it another it tinky barber rabbit hole. It's right. so. It's so infinitesimally small. Oh my god! That an alien would find our planet. They'd have to find us. You don't the... think okay, there's any life on Mars? I'm serious. Please, please, show, please shut your mic off and go away now. I love you. You're a good friend. There are no aliens. You're a good man. And if there are, they're never going to find okay. us. Okay. See, and now he's he's getting me riled up. I can't <laughs> respond. I don't want to respond. He's obviously wrong. But please never bring that up. Was was that lame joke worth it? Like, Touching does it make it you fun. feel better? And by the way, if they oh, did come here, their technology yet. would have be so superior to us. They would look at us as ants. Okay. Like, we don't have the technology to leave our solar system. I know. And guess what? By the way, speaking of this whole thing, just to bring it back, we're never even going to Mars. Like, we're doing this simulation to think we're going to Mars. I'll make you this long-term bet. We are never going to Mars. We could go to an asteroid, though. Never happen. Going to what? An asteroid. Well, that'd be fun. Right. Go for a nice free ride. No, you just mine it. Oh, okay. All right. Anyhow, let's go to... <laughs> I gotta go somewhere else right no, now. There's just valuable minerals. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I don't, mind, I don't mind doing that. All right, there you go. Let's go to Scott in Jamesburg. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing great, guys. How are you today? We're good. What's up, dude? Better till three minutes uh, ago. Uh, <laughs> no desire to go to Mars. No desire. No, Evan, how would you be able to go without doing and No visits to City Field for a full year? Nah, I couldn't do it. No right. visits to Barclays? Right. That's realistic. Scott, they would win a championship just to spite them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Guys, before I start, I'm just counting down the days till Evan's book. I cannot wait. I do want to know, Ev, when you're going to announce some book signings for all well, of your fans. To I've come got, visit. I've got news for you, Scott. I can't believe this, and this is a true story. I'm not making this up. I got an email earlier today saying, "Hey, we got great news. We're going to do an audio book." And I said, "Oh, it's fantastic!" And in the email, they say, "Would you like to read the audio book?" But you need to audition. <laughs> so I've got to read a chapter from my book into a microphone and then send it to the publishing company. And then they're going to have to say, you did a good yeah. job. You can read your own book. Or they may say, you didn't do a good job. It's your book. You can't read your own book. Shouldn't you get to choose? You're, it's your book. Apparently, I've got to audition to read my own book. So I don't know. You want to hear a, a couple of sentences? I'm always, but you know I'm always ready. And, All right, hold uh, on. Yeah, let's hear practice round. Yeah, this here we go. Practice. This is practice for his audio book. This reading. is practicing. Okay, opening City Field, Mets four, Red Sox three, Red Sox nine, Mets three. Blah, 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 blah. For two years while sitting at Chase Stadium, we could look straight into center field and see our future. I'm a loser. City Field was being built brick by brick right before our eyes. 
I was in the minority, but I was not looking forward to this monumental change for a few reasons. First was sentimentality. Alert. I grew up at Shea, and while it was a dump, it was our dump. How'd that sound, by the way? That was good. You like that? See, if someone... So let me let me, let me me have that. Let me have that exact thing you were reading. Yeah, go ahead. So if you Don't get someone who's... Don't read it. They're going to offer him the job. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> if you get somebody... Stop, stop. If you get somebody who's not... Emo, you heard the emotion in that. Mm-hmm. This is what they're going to say. For two years, while sitting at Shea Stadium, we could look straight ahead into center field and see our future. <laughs> City Field was being built brick by brick right before our eyes. I was in the minority but I was not looking forward to this monumental change for a few reasons. That's hey, how it's tiki a book Borger. reader is going to read it. All right. You need to read your own book. All right. Well, I will audition to read my own book. For I can the promise emotional you that. inflection you just heard. But thank you, Scott. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> and you know I'll be there. Ev. You know I'll be there. I appreciate um, it. I have two things. But really, um, I saw Evan's Twitter polls today, and I'm going to take the – Opposite view of Evan and both. And guys, I know this hurts Evan. First, well, first of all, hold on, hold on, Scott, 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 real quick, real quick. I do yeah. want the audience to know what my Twitter poll was. I have not talked about it on Sorry. the radio. It's something I put out there this morning, and here's what it says. If the Mets are only willing to sign one of these two players in free agency next year to these contracts, who would you prefer? So I, I specified a contract. Soto or Alonzo? Juan Soto, 12 years, $600 million, which is my educated guess on what he's going to get. Wow. And Pete Alonzo, 7 years, 225 And the results, and a lot of people voted, I appreciate that, was surprising. 57% said Pete Alonzo. 43% said Juan Soto. Maybe mm. the contract's a factor. Maybe sentimentality's that's a factor. Just, but that's just money. But that those were the results. That's interesting. Interesting. Now, because what, they, they want to own their guy. I get it. Now, you oh. want to comment on that, Scott? Go ahead. I apologize. I Oh, no. No problem. But I'm one of the 43%. And I know it's hard. I've been a Mets fan since 86. I watched my favorite player ever, Daryl Strawberry, leave without an offer. One of those things we've talked about many times, which having Steve Cohen hopefully will never face that day again, where we don't even offer our best players a contract. Right. But... Here's the reason I prefer Soto. I listen. I love Pete. He's been great. I, I, you know, but and I know he's homegrown. I know it doesn't. Homegrown guys don't fall on trees. But during the 2022 playoff run, when Pete was up, I and during that stretch run in Atlanta in September, when Pete was coming up that next half inning, I was still concerned. I didn't have that confidence mm-hmm. going into that bat that Pete would come up with a really good at that. Mm-hmm. And that, I love 50 home runs. It's been great. But, guys, we know that in the long run, it's going to be that little hit, situational hitting, that's going to put us over the edge in one day again in those big game playoff situations. And I'm afraid. I don't think Alonzo was there. And mm-hmm. it's like, when we're going to get there, guys, I think Soto puts you in a better position. And you were talking a little bit before, Ev, about San Diego never building that team properly. Yeah. You know, I think that when you look at building your team around the first, a power-hitting first baseman, and again, I know, I have confidence Steve's going to spend money. I do not have fear that he's not. But, again, you're going to need to complement each other. And I think with this young talent that we're starting to see come up, and with Nimmo and with all these other guys, I think Soto's the right guy. I'd love to have Pete. We do need power in that lineup. Scott, Scott, here's what's funny. I think that even though the results fell the way they fell among the 7,000 people that voted, 
I think a lot of it was the contract, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was sentimentality towards Pete Alonso. Yes. Because Juan Soto is a great, great baseball player. He has one of the great eyes I've ever seen. And now we're all going to get to see it every single day. Yeah. And he's going to put it to good use because the Yankees are probably going to hit him second. And he's going to constantly get on base in front of Aaron Judge. So I don't think there's any debate in terms of who the better player is. I think what makes it interesting is, A, the sentimentality, and then, B, the amount of money. Because Steve Cohen, as much as we've painted him as this deity, Steve Cohen has a limit. Mm-hmm. And so if I can get Pete Alonso at seven years, 225 versus Juan Soto at 12 years, 600, I probably can also do a lot more right? and add a lot more players. So if this turns into Pete Alonso and Shane Bieber, Pete Alonso and Corbin Burns versus Juan Soto and not much else, it sort of changes the equation. Yeah, a the, bit. the incremental um, team build that you can do by just signing Pete Alonso. Not that I'm saying that that's a minimal. But compared to Juan Soto, it's minimalized money-wise. But what scares me is that I believe that we are now being presented with this choice and mm-hmm. that next year in free agency, and it sucks talking about free I agency. Think that's real. What is real? It's going to be a choice. That is, I agree it's going to be a choice, and that paints us into this corner when I think the vision was, why not both? Like, can you imagine a lineup? Of Pete Alonso as your fearsome slugger in the middle? Don't worry, you'll, and get, then a, you, you'll get a preview of it this year. Preview of what? <laughs> fearsome slugger in your lineup. Well, I got Aaron the fearsome. judge with, with Juan Soto. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I get that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's what you're talking no, about. I, I know. We you're going to see it. it with the Yankees. So well, just watch the Yankees. I'm going to watch plenty of the Detroit Yankees. <laughs> and I'm going to try not to covet your guy because the way I look at free agency, and look, right now it's the middle of February and Juan Soto just got to camp, and Pete Alonso just got to camp, and they were both asked about their contracts. And actually, coming up in a few minutes, we will listen to some real quick clips from both guys, and then Tiki will interpret what he takes from it, if those guys are interested in saying, or if they were just giving us lip service. So we'll have a Soto-Alonso comparison. But once spring training really starts, and once the season starts, I don't want to think about next year. No. I don't want to think about next year as a Met fan, and I'm sure as Yankee fans, you don't want to think about next year either. I want to think about this season. Obviously, next year is going to be a crazy offseason in which our futures, the Mets and the Yankees, are going to intersect. And I understand that, and I appreciate that. But I don't like thinking about offseasons in the middle of seasons. It's never been my thing as a fan. Right. That's why most players don't want to talk about their contracts in the middle of season. And they won't. It's more now. Yeah. Like in February and March, it's a little bit but different. we haven't heard that from Pete yet. What we he was? What do you mean we haven't heard it? They spent twenty minutes pounding him with questions about his contract. No, 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 no. no. That I'm not talking contract during the season. He hasn't done that. He has not. Pete yeah. actually did the opposite. Yes, he <laughs> said, "Sure, I'll talk." Yeah, whatever. Uh, Let's chat. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.